Brad Binkley. Our top story, the insanity in D.C. continues from certifying the Electoral College to anticipating the inauguration. People are getting scared. They're being triggered. The media seems like it's going nuts. The uh, lawmakers in D.C. seem like they're going nuts. I, I There's just so much happening. It's hard to tell what to really be worried about, how much is just them trying to trigger us or even gaslight us, to use that ever popular term. So I don't know where we should start. I think one thing, let's just start with a small thing. The Democrats are suggesting that or are working on have drafted articles of impeachment or an article of impeachment to prevent Trump from running again or taking a term again. They also are talking about the 25th Amendment and getting Pence to uh, escort him out of the building, basically. And it just seems very clear that this is to frog march Trump out of the building is a way to trigger people. If they want to stop him from future running, they can pass a law, you know, later or they can. Uh, take put them up on charges for something. They don't need to do this right now the way they're saying they're doing it. And they don't need to do it at all, of course. I completely don't agree with the basic narrative. But their approach is nothing but provocative. And I mean that in the most extreme sense of the word. Yeah, there's an aggressive effort to eliminate the ability for people who promote what they call the big lie that election fraud occurred and that Trump won the election. They're calling that the big lie now. And there's talk of this is all over the Sunday shows yesterday. What consequences is Trump and anybody who promoted this big lie going to face? And right. are they going to be prosecuted? All right, let's let's jump to that. All right. So here's the problem with that is that. What they're saying is if you actually validly bring up a concern in a nonviolent manner, like I think there's election tampering, which we know is still a possibility because we talked to Garland and his lawsuit is proceeding. He's got sworn affidavits to something plausible that has not been adjudicated. He has not had a forensic examination of those ballots. So we know this is real. Yet it's possible That if he were to talk about it in Jake Tapper's world, he himself would face charges. Does that sound right to you? Yes, that's exactly what. Yeah, that's what they're promoting. So one of the things is so that we had our conversation with with um, Garland yesterday, and he said that we were the only people he talked to about it, that he, he had had no other media appearances. and. He they he was asked to just kind of, you know, let this adjudication process play out. I think that's totally fine, except for that people I knew from all over the country had seen him like on Lou Dobbs. And I guess is that on O.A.N.N.? I don't know, but they knew the story and they knew it from him. So I feel like he would put meat on the bones and discredit. Jake Tapper's approach. And this week of all weeks, he kept a low profile. And I think that's a that's a, a one of the many bad byproducts of him, uh, of the of the judges continually kicking the can on him so that this thing just cannot get resolved in a timely manner. Yeah, they're creating fear. They're creating an environment of terror 
that if you they either want people to shut up or they want them to be forced off platforms. They want their credit cards to be cut off. There's all kinds of stories about different companies demanding money back from congressmen they had donated to. There are stories about other types of companies across the board just trying to cut off the services, not allowing Republicans or people who supported the election oh. fraud, the election fraud idea to, to use their services. Wow. That just opened a whole can of worms for me because I had thought of this as a side story. But somebody had sent me at Quiet Holler, sent me a blog post from the IMF from three weeks ago that said they want to use a person's search terms and purchasing history for the credit score, which the IMF is the same one that talks about digi dollars and stuff. So, and people all say the digi dollars will be connected to the UBI, the national payment, which will be connected to your credit score. So I, I, don't know if they actually made connected those dots directly, but it's clear they want a credit score. This is the International Monetary Fund. So obviously it's about money. And they said the reason was, and I thought it was just going to be kiddie porn. You know, if you've got kiddie porn, you're blocked out. But it's just to make sure that people they deem to be bad don't have resources, can't make purchases, can't get employment. That's what it says that they're looking to do. And this was three weeks ago. Yeah, I think this has been coming for a while that they don't want that wrong opinion. That Rockfin video, I keep going back to that. The one we did where they talk about the 70 million Trump supporters being or people who voted for Trump being a problem that stands in the way of them achieving their global civil society, the great reset people. And we're seeing we're seeing this play out where they're trying to really push people off the edges of society. And it does really dovetail with the Great Reset stuff because everything they're, – they're apparently – they use the two pillars, I always say, the fiscal insecurity and the physical insecurity. So they're telling people to be afraid of these nut jobs, and because of that, we need massive surveillance. And they're saying that they want to – you know, everybody's broke or whatever, and they need those digi dollars. But in order to get them, you have to behave a certain way. And in order to monitor that behavior and to surveil people who scare you, everybody's data needs to be monitored from top to bottom. I was listening to Ice Age Farmer, who we're going to have on the show this week. He did a THC interview, and he was talking about blockchain monitoring of every individual piece of fruit everything like there will be data in the movement of all people goods services food everything which dovetails with the Allison McDowell stuff about social services education healthcare all being pushed up into that i think this is part of the total surveillance state in that every single solitary person's every single move every word will be uh, pushed through this filter and they've created an army of people around the country, millions of people who will spy and tell on people that they know who disagree with them. They see something somebody posts on Twitter. They don't like it. They don't like this person. They say, hey, so-and-so posted this thing. It sounds like they were supporting the election fraud scheme. You better come get them or you better kick them off. Better not let them use your, your social media platform. Better not let them use, have a credit card from your bank. This is what we got a message from a patron. I don't know how much I can talk about it, but I asked if I could relay the story. But this patron said that people who went to 
the rally were getting doxxed in the town. Cops were being called that they were domestic terrorists just for being there. That's why we decided, I mean, you know this, but people might not know. We decided not to put the videos and pictures that Ann gave us up on Rockfin or anywhere else because it was what it was showing was all the peaceful demonstrators. The point of showing the pictures is to demonstrate that the media story is a lie. But we can't put those pictures up because those people are getting docked. So not only, you know, we have to help those people or not put them in harm's way, but it prevents us from being able to show the lie. So you can't talk about election tampering. Garland's keeping a low profile. We can't show the pictures that demonstrate that the mob thing is a lie because of COVID. Nobody can go meet Garland on Friday for the hearing to rally behind him and I mean, it, it's all all these things are coming together. It's no coincidence. The COVID thing, the election thing, the, the Black Lives Matter thing that modeled the protest behavior that got people used to the idea that they're a scary protest. I mean, it's all coming together. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. Yeah, that's why this Trump getting kicked off Twitter is a little bit, a little bit bigger than I think some people might be uh, recognizing that. So obviously, it's big anyway from a censorship standpoint. But it's more than that. It's just the rewriting of history right in front of our face. Trump, this is a four-year historical record from a sitting president of public statements that were completely transparent for everybody to search and look at. And you could verify things. How many times did CNN have a breaking news story that was about a Trump tweet where they didn't even show the tweet on screen because they were mischaracterizing it? And then the way that you debunk their lie is you actually go to the tweet itself and you show the full context of it. You can no longer do that. There's also tons of threads that used to be out there on Twitter of people who would show the lies that the media, like the the fine people lie. There's a bunch of threads that were showing in detail how that was a lie. Those are probably all gone for, from Twitter for the most part. And Trump used to defend himself on Twitter. So they, uh, they can change history by deleting history. I mean, they're talking it's about prosecuting Trump hole. in court. Yes. It's the memory hole from 1984 is literally a memory hole. And right. this is that. That is and so here, here's what my question so about this. My question about this is, where are those tweets? Surely they didn't delete them. They might say they just deleted all of them. Or, or is it more likely that they preserved them somewhere where – so they just made them less transparent where only a small number of people could get them because if they want to use them in a criminal court case, they're going to need those tweets. I don't know if it's still true, but back in the day and every time I've ever checked on this, every single tweet is in the Library of Congress. Your tweets, my yeah. tweets, every tweet. Mm-hmm. So they have to be somewhere. Nothing is erased. No, I mean, you really uh, yeah. literally have to throw acid on something to, right. to completely erase it. And that's what people should think about who are really celebrating this is these tweets haven't been deleted. They've just been you've been blocked from seeing them. OK, so it, the, the world has become less transparent. The official communication of a president has become less transparent because a small number of people want to control that. They don't want you to see it. So it's not just Trump not being able to tweet in the future. You don't have access to his tweets in the past. 
That is so interesting. And I noticed something else, but I didn't, I didn't think about that. And it's so true. But what I was noticing was when you go back, you look back and you say, well, people didn't know slavery was wrong. People didn't know that like, uh, they called people, um, indigenous people, primitive and savages, and they just didn't know. And I have seen plenty of contemporary writings where they did know, and they argued, people were arguing. It's like abolitionists. People in England were arguing, like, you can't go and take the Indians' land. You can't enslave Africans. And the counter-argument, which I think was disingenuous, is that they would say, well, those people don't have souls. They're not human. They're standing in the way of progress. They don't contribute. They're just they're parasites on the land, that kind of thing. And it's so exactly the same language that you hear in the abortion debate that I realize that there it's it's propaganda that counters those arguments. And then those arguments are totally suppressed over time. And you they maybe as a footnote here or there, if you do research, but most people never, ever hear the the real story or the competing narratives. And now that you point that out, they're literally deleting or making it impossible for us. And it's hard enough to search Twitter already. But that is really interesting that that uh, they're because in this information age where you kind of should have access to everything, they have to erase the past. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. So I think though, on a more superficial level, the whole thing with Trump and uh parlor, see, I think Trump is completely uh, cooperating in this. I, I think that he's there to, he's the bait. He's a trap. And I, I think he probably knows it. Maybe not. You know, it's possibly doesn't. But I just feel like Trump and Parler and the the fact that Trump's little speech, which Anne did not say was insightful, you know, inciting riot. But I don't. Geez, I keep forgetting to go look at that. But did you ever watch the speech of him speaking to them? I watched probably the first half of it. Is the whole thing available? It was. The other day I went to go watch the electoral uh, the electric counts being counted again and it was a cbs video and they gave me a warning it was like a warning that there's going to be dangerous content that i'm going to watch and at the beginning of that video right. was the tail end of trump's speech so maybe it's still there okay well uh, i'm sure it's replete with the art of ambiguity as his stuff always is and you could read it either way but they're using that as an excuse that words equal violence and he instigated violence using words and parlor is where those violent people are. And it's just like Gawker and Peter Thiel, like they're making sure that the platforms get removed for not censoring. And Section 230 is definitely next. Yeah. And what they're telling their audiences, they're telling them that Trump incited these riots for people for a bunch of terrorists to go in and hang Mike Pence. Okay. This is what, this is, this is a story that they're telling their audiences now. And they're just telling them this. And a lot of this incitement they're basing it on is based on Trump tweets, which are now gone. So you have to take their word for it. So the evidence that they're right. citing that Trump incited, they're saying the speech, but they're mostly talking about things that he tweeted. Right. Those are all gone now. All right. So, so let's let's just talk a little bit about those details that they've brought out as this story has unfolded. Two things is the actual cops, like one of the cops got killed. 
uh, and his name. This is what people are. See, these things, these guys are themselves kind of created apparitions. I don't know what they are, if they're real people or what, but the guy they they said was the cop who died, Howie Liebengood. So someone said, hey, that's some name. And I thought, oh, Liebengood means love good. So this is a, a good cop and he's white, but they, for some reason, they show his wedding picture where he marries this, he's married to this young, gorgeous black chick. So that I guess, you know, it gives him a pass on being a white cop. But oh, if you look okay. at his name a different way, it's how we lie been good. That's literally what his name like parses out to be. And then there was oh, another. Yeah. It took days for them to come up with some story about what we talked about immediately, where it looked like cops were escorting, not rioters, but just people who they let in the front doors. We all saw that uh, through the Senate building. And and like there was no explanation for this bizarre video. Finally, how many days later, five days later, they say, oh, he was actually leading them, like luring them past the open Senate door. So why was the Senate door open at that late stage? Whatever. Yeah. When there's people already in the building, why is the Senate door open anyway during this? Right. So this uh, guy. Yeah, that's crazy that they had to come. It took them that long to come up with that story, which seems totally bogus to me. And what's really funny is that his name is Eugene Goodman. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's a, a black man. cop and his name is Goodman. So they're really saying like all the, the cops, and everything, there's they're good, 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 literally in the name. And then the, victim, the guy chasing him, the guy leading the chase was after him. Was he, is he Josh Badman? Is that his name? Yeah, that is probably right. Just a bad man. Just <laughs> just a bad man. So, yeah, he was just jogging up the stairs and they were following him. There was no whatever. But they but the other part of this, if you can see, it's just such a clear pattern of these stories with the heroes and the villains and all that and the victims. So the victim, the face of the victim is Ashley Babbitt, a young Karen, I guess, who was saying something, was saying that. And um, she, so she's this face of some people see her as a Q-tard and some people see her as just a mom. And then, but that it fits in with the pattern of Nita, the chick who was shot in the Iranian election protests or Malala who was shot in the head and then got a Nobel prize for being this strong, you know, weak, but strong, you know, needs protection, but would fight for herself. Joan of Arc type figure. And then the ultimate kind of Joan of Arc is Greta, as you say, Greta the Great. So we've yeah. got we've got. <laughs> All these archetypes, all these like visuals, and they're just absolutely in bites. There's nothing more than the bite. And that that kind of stuff is a flag to me. Ever since getting to know the people and products at True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my life. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil and my absolute favorite, gluten-free brownies, I have incorporated CBD products into my own approach to personal well-being. To find out more about CBD products in general and True Hemp Science products in particular, including their latest offering of gummies, check out their website and request a free personal consultation at truehempscience.com slash prop report. So, yeah, they're doing a couple of other things. Um, what was the story with the Washington Monument closing? Is that going to be a trap for somebody, you think? Well, the Washington Monument is closed until January 24th, the, and the National Park Service is citing credible threats to visitors and park resources. They say groups involved in the January 6th 
January 6, 2021 riots at the U.S. Capitol continue to threaten to disrupt the 59th presidential inauguration on January 20th. They are setting up to have some sort of false flag, real event. Starting, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to see one of these FBI documents in the near future where we or one of these court documents where we see that there's 19 FBI agents and one or two guys who are just doofuses. <laughs> yes. Well, they convinced to take down a monument or something on Inauguration Day. That would would go right with something that I first thought was or saw a mention of and thought it was true that Trump did put out an executive order, which looks pretty redundant. Like we already have this law that you can't deface monuments or something like that. And I wouldn't be surprised if his executive orders backfire as as quickly as a bag of popcorn in the microwave, just going to hear every single thing he did be used against his, uh, his noble warriors. Yeah. It, and if they, if they really want to scare people and clamp down the, the first amendment and free speech, then they'll actually carry this out. They will, they will prosecute and they will convict him for inciting. And then that will, that'd be the end of free speech as we know it, if that were to happen. Right. And and other stuff, they always have a lot of different coals in the same fire. So, first of all, there were 25 cases of domestic terrorism charged over the weekend. I, I didn't see the details on it, but it's coming. Then there's also this. So p- people on the left view those people as domestic terrorists. And then people on the right, if you listen to the Q stuff, Viking man and the rights lifers and stuff who go down there, they think they're saving children from pedophiles and abortion. So you've got Mm -hmm. a a struggle to the death there on your hands. If you really push that narrative. But I also think isn't what was interesting about that. You talk about that Viking video. I can't, can't remember the guy's name. There's, there's a rumor going around that he is, military former military and some are saying he was a spy i don't know that i believe that but he's obviously a put-up job so it doesn't matter what detail his video that you sent me i think it was from arizona back in november at a rally out there he goes on about a 10 minute rant that is filled with lots of stuff that are true surrounded by a bunch of sensational stuff that will discredit all of those things that are true and you know what's interesting? He has that Viking hat, no shirt, the Indian pants, American Indian type like breeches. And, and that's what he was wearing when he isn't he the guy who sat in the chair in the Senate? I mean, this is clearly yeah. a figure created to catch your eye, to make connections. So when I saw that video, I thought it was that day. I thought it was January 6th. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah. A patron sent that to me by the way. Yeah. Thank you. So, but also speaking of patrons, Ism can't pointed out that this, this is, he, he still remembers, obviously we talked about it so much, never let it go. There was a tripwire meant to go off around this election that would result in martial law and basically change everything. And, and the curfew in DC and bringing National Guard in DC, which I just heard they were doing and closing everything down, that's martial law. That's using guns to keep innocent people from walking around. That is martial law. You see guys with big guns in the street without being called for a criminal incident and they're military. Martial is military. That's what it is. 
But yeah, they were talking the- about that too on the Sunday shows. They were talking about how the the military was ready, the National Guard was ready to come in from the surrounding states, but that people in the administration prevented it from happening. So they were they wanted martial law on the Sunday shows. They wanted martial law to come in, and they were upset that Trump members of Trump's administration or whoever prevented that from happening. They're trying to get people to beg for it. I mean, I just and that's they are really trying to create the impression of a civil war, in my yep. opinion. And Absolutely. and Linwood plays right into it. Should we? Well, after the break, I, I, I'm going to lighten something up. Do you love freedom? Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes, you. Do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more, quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and Rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, Share a laugh and enjoy great conversation. Take off one of our tees and, well, we're not here to judge you. We support liberty, peace, and voluntary solutions to societal ills. And you have our word, our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows. So stop by today at www.ryguys.com. That's W-R-Y-G-U-Y-S dot com. Ryguys.com. The Rye Guys. A rye wit for today's shit. I actually have bought... Quite a few t-shirts from Rye Guys. I love them. And I always forget to use the discount code so he doesn't even know that we support him. It's Prop 10. Prop 10. Yeah, Prop 10. So should we just mention the Kamala Vogue thing? Is there too much to talk about than to talk about her silly Yeah, I think we should. They're making a real big deal out of this story. And you're the one who pointed out that they made a big deal about the fact that she was wearing Chuck Taylors. And then that's what she wore on the cover of Vogue, along with some other things that I want to point out. But it's funny because my mother always pointed this out. She pointed out with Hillary. And then I saw it with Michelle, like unbelievable. And I see now they actually got ahead of it. That Chuck Taylor thing, I believe, was them preparing her image in or, you know, so my mother always said, because Hillary just always looked great. And then she looked terrible. Like she became a senator and she just looked awful. She looks awful now. If you look at her, she just always looks terrible. And I said, and my mom said, oh, that's because they they just put tons and tons of money. They give them stuff free. They really want them to like model their clothes to look good. They do their hair. Mm-hmm. They, they just shower them with this stuff. And yeah. it's a lot. Like I remember Jennifer Aniston saying something like she spends over a hundred thousand dollars a year on cosmetic stuff. I don't know if it's true or not, but I mean it could be ridiculous. It could be a thousand dollars a day if you really care that much. So, and who's going to do that? So Michelle Obama was the most dramatic transformation I ever saw because she yeah. was not particularly feminine or attractive, and then they just made her an icon. I mean, and they made her a fitness guru, and her clothes were probably had to be really plus size and, and that level of the like haute couture. Now, Kamala Harris is a lot more suited to that, but they have her in there. They're like, she's wearing a suit and sneakers. I don't think it's really a suit, but it is a style. But they have her with yeah, a looks like well, jeans and a suit suit coat to me. Yeah, and the suit coat looks a little like a funny material, like leather or something that wouldn't be a really a suit. 
Yeah. And she's got low tops on, but she's on a pink background, which denotes the femininity. And behind the pink is green, which denotes the like environmental thing. Yeah. But pink and green was always a preppy thing for me, which denotes high education, in my opinion. But the look on her face, I thought was when you're she was just self-conscious because it was such BS, in my opinion. And she will get better at that. And yeah. the fact that they use that look. I, I think it was someone having a little fun, but who knows? I don't think many people would have really said much about the Vogue cover if so much outrage was was if it wasn't called to attention with so much outrage attached to it. And now that like I I didn't even notice the look on her face when I when I saw it at first because I was just looking at the other. I was like, yeah, it seems like it's a bit much to me, but the way they're framing this as it's atrocious and how dare they do this to her? How dare they not put the photo that they say they they agreed on? To me, it, it, it's it's like you can't question Kamala. You can't do anything wrong to Kamala. You do what Kamala says, and if you do her wrong, then you're going to get backlash. We don't care who you are. I think that there that it will be very interesting to see how what her psyop is or what her persona is really all about. And and I do believe that she is being. I I wonder this actually. Now that I think about it. So you know how I always say they had the Obama person, they had the um, Kasim Reed, they had the guy, the Detroit mayor, there was a guy in Massachusetts, like they wanted to have like the first black president and they had been grooming a variety of candidates just to see. And I, I use it in the context of like Hillary, Trump or Cruz, any of them would have worked any of them could have won according to like what they were going to unfold because they all had the legitimacy issues. Like I always say, like they, I don't think they like pick one person, force you into it. They, they actually do account for mob psychology to, to have some organic features, some unpredictable features. So with Kamala Harris, they must have had her like, uh, I think it was, you know, her and Stacey Abrams and maybe the mayor of uh, Bottoms, uh, the, the mayor of, Atlanta. No, maybe they were grooming the first black woman president and they wanted to see who could really handle it. And yeah, Kamala yeah. was awkward on Colbert, but but Stacey Abrams is really she doesn't scale. She doesn't scale. Like she's the preacher, she's the live person, but yeah. she does not I maybe she does, you know, maybe they like her, but I just feel like Kamala won that competition, but now, especially with her secret history stuff or secret society stuff, which rings true to me. You know, you never really know, but she is, is going to be here f basically forever. Like she's going to be the Biden character. Like she's a deep state actor. She's being groomed for the highest level. Yeah. And I think that she's capable of it. Whereas I think Obama is just like, All right, I've had enough. Trump has had enough. I think she's going to be forever. This thing about the magazine so what if a newspaper publishes an unflattering photo of her, which happens every day for Trump and Biden on both sides? What if a website, CNN, posts an unflattering photo of her that she doesn't like or says they didn't agree to? Is she going to – is this same type of backlash going to occur every time that a photo of her – I mean that is kind of a precedent that this could – put forward that you're not you're not even allowed to put unflattering photos of Miss Kamala Harris online. Otherwise you're gonna get the the mob to come after you. Right. The social media I, mob. I wasn't understanding what you're saying. Yeah, I'm sure that's absolutely true. That it's a way it's of censor, chilling. it's a form of censorship. It's actually a way, it's kind of yeah. yeah. 
They get you to chill. Very interesting. So for, I have a shout out. Oh, and I wanted to say something. So I have like rejiggered Patreon a couple of times. I just try to like give different things at different levels. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I try to give a lot of value. We we work on, we both agree to do that. And uh, so I move the tiers around, but I always leave the old tiers open and grandfather anybody in who's in there. But occasionally I get people dropping off who say, like, I just am not getting what I think I, you know, I leveled up and it didn't. It, it somehow stuff dropped out. So look, if you have any weird problems like that, it's just me trying to figure it all out. So message me and let me figure it out and I can open the old tears back up or whatever. So if you have any problems with that, let me know, please. Although we have a very robust and growing community on Patreon, patreon.com slash propaganda report. I hope it lasts because I really love the platform. We always do a lot of communicating there. I also uh, kind of try to get back on track, thepropreport.com slash press pool, because we did set up kind of like a Twitter type forum there. People can go there. We, we've gotten many, many people sign up for recently because Twitter is losing people in droves. I lost 600 followers over the weekend. I've never gone backwards before in my life. So 600 followers. I, I was uh, almost at 15,000 and then now I'm like 144 and I don't know if they're leaving or they're getting kicked off or what. But anyway, so we're, we're looking for other places to communicate. And those are a couple of places, Patreon and thepropreport.com. And I have a shout out. Well, great. Let's hear that shout out. Yeah. Andrew, who is a longtime patron saint, big supporter of the show. You, We've heard little bits and pieces from Andrew in Alaska, which is always fun. Uh, but Andrew is now saying to us a big thanks to a nice guy named George. I hope he listens, who made the right choice in hiring me for a bit of a promotion. But now he's got to move. <laughs> so Andrew from Alaska will soon be Andrew from <gasps> Oregon. But not Portland, but it is he he is looking forward to some heavy propaganda. And he also wanted to, us to know that he wishes he could have made our first patron saint Zoom party, but he will be there next time. We're going to have to see if we can lock that in. There's a little we'll have to figure out how to make that rhythm work. But I think we're going to make that a regular feature. So those little housekeeping items. Then we have the patron 15, where I will tell you a very significant insight I had into the Q phenomena, phenomenon versus regular conspiracy, like the seasoned conspiracy. And I will tell you about a story that is just breaking about why the State Department's website now lists that Trump's presidential term ends tonight. What? You guys can find your drive time news blast every week afternoon at PropSport.com and your favorite podcasting platform, the Propaganda Podcast Feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMV, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. You also do those virtual parties that we talked about. And you can also find our deep dive video podcast on rockfin.com. We will talk to you on page 15 or 